This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 134 of the Dressage Radio Show, brought to you with the generous support of Equestrian Collections. Chris Stafford welcoming you to another episode of the Dressage Radio Show. Can you believe we're just a week away from Christmas? And I am also this close, I mean this close, to my 400th episode on the Horse Radio Network. I'm really excited about this to think of all the guests that we've had on the Jumping Radio Show, Eventing Radio Show, Dressage Radio Show, and Equestrian Legends. It's been so much fun. I can't tell you how much fun it is from this side of the microphone to bring you these guests each week and the stories from around the world. And in keeping with our international flavor, we're going to be hearing this week from Helen Langenhannenberg from Germany, a name that you may have heard of. She's recently been really making her mark over there in Europe with a couple of great horses. We're going to hear from Helen in a minute. She's going to be our featured guest on this week's show. But before we hear from Helen, I want to take a moment to remind you of our sponsors here on the Dressage Radio Show, Equestrian Collections. And as the winter takes its grip on some parts of the world, you can experience the difference a good pair of winter horse riding boots can make. In tall riding boot and paddock book styles, thermal winter riding boots will help keep your feet both warmer and drier while you ride out in the winter weather or are working in the barn. Most winter horse riding boots these days come lined with a thermal insulator like Thermalite and a waterproofer like Hydrotech. This integrated insulation and waterproofing approach gives you the best of both worlds, warm and dry feet. When you're out riding in the snow, rain or windy winter weather, you will truly appreciate the difference. You can find out more about these popular boots and the full range of Equestrian Collections winter wear by following the link on our show notes or going directly to equestriancollections.com. And if you use coupon code HRN at the checkout, you'll get $10 off your next order of $100 or more. Equestrian Collections is a participating retailer of the Horse World Gives Back campaign. It's time now for my featured guest this week, and it's a rider who's been climbing up the FEI rankings over there in Europe, not least of all with her performances with Damon Hill and Responsible. And if you follow the sport internationally, you'll know that she's been making her mark both at World Cup and at CDIs around Europe. So I thought it was time that you heard from Helen in her own words, how she's got to where she is today, what her prospects are for the future and her ambitions, of course, and also as Christmas approaches, we'll find out what's in store for Helen and her family. Helen, it's great to have you on the Dressage Radio Show. Welcome. Thank you very much. And you are based in Havixbeck, Germany, near, near Munster, that is, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Now, are you from there, Helen? Is that your home originally? Yeah, I was born in Munster here, and yeah, I never left this area, and I love it, and I think... Yeah, never say never, but I think I never will really leave it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we should explain that you uh, ha you have a training stable with your husband, Sebastian, who's exactly. also, also yeah. a dressage. So the, it's a very serious business for you then. Yeah, it is. But um, yeah, it's great. It's still our hobby. 
but um, yeah, we are lucky that we could make our hobby to our job. Yeah. And so we can do what we really love every day and yeah, have a lot of fun with it and yeah, can live from it. It's really it's really nice. The the best of both worlds, huh? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, tell our audience Helen how you got started first of all because you you had ponies, didn't you when you were small? Yeah, I started with pony riding. Um, I think I started riding when I was six in a riding school with my friends. And, yeah, we liked to play like Indiana and anything and were kind of wild. Um, And when I, I think, how old was I? 11, maybe. I I got my first pony, Flumi. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of an adventure. He was only four and really green and me too. And it was not really easy at the beginning. He was always running away and was really wild and I had no idea what I should do. Um, But I had a lot of people who helped me and (laughs) that was really, really good. And, yeah, we ended up at the German Championship and, yeah, in dressage. (laughs) So, yes, but there was a lot happened between then. You had, it sounds like, a typical pony who did what he wanted to do. Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still not the biggest person, but at that age, I was really small. I could not even put the saddle by myself on him. Uh, he was like one meter forty-eight. It's not too big, <laughs> but for me, it was too big at the beginning. But my parents, yeah, were afraid that I will never give him away, and so he shouldn't be too small because you never know how big I get. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so they were, yeah, good friends from us and really nice people that helped me at the beginning and lunging him first before I got on him. And, yeah, we um, found together, luckily. Uh, Now, were you coming from a a horsey family? Were your parents, did you have brothers or sisters that were into horses, Helen? Not at all. My parents... um, have no idea of horses. I mean, now a little bit, but at that time, not at all. My mother's still afraid of them. She loves them, but um, she does not hold any horse for me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because she's she's afraid, and I don't, I don't know why we have really nice horses, but <laughs> <somehow>. <laughs> she's really afraid of them because they are so big. And um, my father is not afraid, but uh, he loves to come with me to the show as well. But nobody in my family has to do anything with horses. And I have no brothers and sisters. <laughs> so they were not then very surprised that you would get more and more serious and make this your chosen profession then, Helen? Um, I think they did not believe that I really w- want to do it. <laughs> And they could not imagine that you really can live from this. Um, So they always said to me, girl, you have to get a really job, a real job. Uh And yeah, but I always had the idea, I'm only good in something what I love. I mean, I think I can find other jobs and um, can study something or whatever. But um, yeah, I think... 
if I'm not good in that job because maybe I don't love it or anything, then I cannot earn that much money and then maybe I can even not afford my hobby and that would be the worst of everything. (laughs) (laughs) And so I decided to try it. I mean, I said, if it does not work, I'm still young enough, then I will study anything and find another job. Now, did they make you go to school, to college, university, Helen, or did you say, no, I really want to be with horses, so... Um, they, yeah, they would never have forced me. They yeah, always believed in me and said, I really should do what I want. They could, yeah, they could not imagine that it is possible to live from this, and so they yeah, got a little bit worried. Ah. Um, I started to study something, but for me it was clear that I will not end up in that. And um, I think I always ended up everything what I started, but that not. And I knew it before. And yeah, so yeah, but it was, was running good with the horses. We got more and more horses. And yeah, so why not? And up to now, it looks good. <laughs> Absolutely. So now, tell us how you made that transition, Helen, from you know a little girl with dreams of ponies and having all the fun to becoming serious and and deciding that it was dressage and not jumping or military or you know anything else that you know that you definitely wanted it to be dressage. Yeah, at the beginning, I did not want it to be dressage uh, to be a dressage rider. I wanted to jump. But uh, and my pony was a really good jumper, but he was really spooky, and I was so small, and I could not make him to jump over this uh, colored, dangerous fences. <laughs> and so he stopped, and I always fell off from him into the jump, in front of the jump, behind the jump, and um, yeah. Once I decided, then I really got afraid of it. Um, yeah, and I decided he can jump on his own, but not with me. And, uh, yeah, then I started to do only dressage. I did it before, for sure. I mean, you have to do some dressage, even if you want to jump. Yes. But, um, yeah, that was a point where I really decided uh, I will not uh, do jumping or military or anything. I mean, I have done both later on. With another horse, that was really good. Um, I won military on L level and uh, show jumping on L level as well. So that's I'm re- where I'm really yeah. proud of because I was always really afraid of doing this. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud that I managed it. And yeah, it's it's good that I've done it because um, now I'm really sure it's the right decision for me to do dressage. I love it and I love the. Um, yeah, when you get the feeling the horse yeah, dances for you and you can do so much with so less effort, mm-hmm. and that's that's great. And the horses love it, and most of them. And, um, yeah, even to feel, um, yeah, when sometimes there's a problem and how to manage this and how to give even the horse the feeling that he can or he or she can do it, and it's easy for them. And if they maybe use their body a little bit in a different way, then it's more easier. And how to see how they get fun doing this. So when you were obviously deciding that dressage was where you wanted to focus, Helen, who was your inspiration? Who were your mentors of the riders, probably German riders, no doubt, who were your biggest influence at that time? 
Uh, Ingrid Klimke. Ah, yes. Yeah. I um, started riding at her with her um, in the pony time, I think, when I was 13 or 14 or something like that. And, and and did you do some jumping with her, of course, because she's yeah, so successful. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was um, when I did uh, learned Bereiter at her place. Uh-huh. There was a horse that was not fast enough for her for military, but the owner would have loved it that the horse can stay at her stable, and then she offered them that I could ride it. And yeah was really special horse and I really loved him. Yeah, and I end uh, or I finished one M level show jumping, not place, but we <laughs> we we uh, got to the end. Yeah, and yeah, I'm really proud of it because I was always afraid and I never could really um yeah, lay it down my my fear. Right. Yeah, but but I'm proud of it that I have done it and that I've yeah got yeah. this experience yeah. yes exactly you can say at least at least you did it uh, yeah and that's good and it was really fun i mean if i wouldn't have been so afraid it's really fun <laughs> 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 well obviously ingrid would have been a great influence for you because she is so successful both in dressage and yeah eventing and jumping yeah. uh, i mean a wonderful influence there so many people and now they in germany that that would have uh, influenced you and and you would have admired now i know that you you're training now with klaus balkenhol but before we talk about that um, remind us how long you've been concentrating on pure dressage helen how how many years have you been now in grand prix um i think i cannot say exactly when i wrote my first grand prix but i uh, started with this pierre Förder prize you know it yes yeah um and i think i was like 22 or 3 right something like that Right. So you now be, you're training with Klaus Balkenhol, but we should also explain that your English is so good, be, and that is because you spent some time in Canada. Tell us how that came about. Yeah, um, I was really lucky that I could do it. I was um, after my Abitur for three months in Canada at this, in the stable um, from Gina Smith. And yeah, it was a great time. And for my English, it was brilliant. I mean, I think it was better at that time, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And um, it was good because she was a long time in Germany, and she speaks really fluently German. And so at the beginning, she could explain me everything. And if I had a question, I did not understand anything. She explained it to me once, but she was really consequently speaking English. Every and the others, yeah, were only speaking English. And yeah, that was that was brilliant for me that I had really this chance to learn this English there as well. So, Riding for sure. Oh. So, so <laughs> when you when you speak English a lot, then do you speak it with a Canadian accent? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll need to have more conversations. So, um, okay. <laughs> well, now let's talk about the most important part of your life. Well, apart from Sebastian, of course, and your family, but the horses. Yeah. Um, because you made your name really in Grand Prix with Responsible. And, yeah. And, of course, now Damon Hill. Yeah. Tell us about the horses that you have uh, now. How many horses do you have in your stable at home? We have 
always around 20, 22 horses. Wow, that's a lot. And now how many do you ride? Do you have in competition and, and how many would Sebastian have? Yeah, it's yeah, nearly half-half. Sometimes I have a little more. Sometimes we change horses that we have a period where I ride maybe a horse that he has ridden before or the other way around. Um, I think, yeah, it works good. we riding around 10 horses a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have a um, really good team at home that helps us and two girls that are learning Bereiter at our place. Yes. And doing a good job. And the groom, Yasmin, she's brilliant. She manages the whole stable and, yeah, comes with us to the shows with Rezi and Demi. And, um, yeah, one boy at the moment who's for one year at our place um, for practicum. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah, that's really... Yeah, really a good team. Now, do you do any teaching, Helen, or are you just focusing on your competition career right now? Yeah, first I do my riding and competition and anything, but I'm teaching maybe not a lot, but enough. In the afternoons when when I've finished my riding, then uh, um, students coming, and at the weekends I do like, um, yeah, clinics nearby. Right. yeah, so the, well, this year has been very good to you, hasn't it? Because you had good results in the European Championships and then, of course, in the World Cup final. All f- top ten finishes with Damon Hill. Yeah, this year was brilliant. <laughs> yes, yes, really caught everybody's attention this year. You, you Obviously, he's at a good point in his career now. Um, and is the Olympics a big goal for you now? Do you expect uh, that he would be your main choice for the Olympic team? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we definitely will fight for it. <laughs> no, I said you you cannot force anything, but um, we stay relaxed, but still really focusing on that and working for that. And I think, why not? I mean, this year was really good, and Damien is in a brilliant shape. And, um, yeah, he starts in January, his first competition again. He had a little break now, and, yeah. I'm really working for that. <laughs> and, and he, of course, he's a, he's a stallion, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah, is. He's a stallion. And he's, what, 10, 11 years old now? 11. 11. So yeah. he's in a really, really good place yeah. in his career with yeah. you. So will you do some World Cup competitions when you start up with him again, Helen? Yeah, I think that he goes, um, it's planned now in Amsterdam and maybe in Neumünster. But that's not... not Absolutely definite at the moment, and then he goes uh, outside again. Right, right. Now, will obviously it's outside competitions once once the season opens up in the spring. That will depend, I suppose, on the uh, selection trials and yeah. for for the Olympics. You have to yeah. do what the German Federation wants you to do, do you? Yeah, um, the main shows for their choice who's riding. Uh, London, uh, Balve, where the German championships, and then Aachen. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, everything what happens before uh, will, yeah, um, belong to that as well, but these two two shows are the main, most important. Right, right. Now, in terms of your choice of horses, you, you've, you've had Westphalians, Hanoverian, Oldenburg, you, you're quite a selection 
of of uh, German bred horses that you've been successful with. Do you prefer the stallions or 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 a gelding, or does it depend on the horse, Helen? I think it depends on the horse. I have bred mares, geldings, and stallions, and uh, the other way around as well, like stallions, geldings, and um, mares that are maybe a little bit difficult, but um, no. With Rezi, when I when I yeah, uh, when when Rezi came to us. And I said, my heart belongs to the mares, but I think now, <laughs> now with Damien, I cannot say that any longer. <laughs> um, no, no. Where did you find him? Damien? Yes. He, the owners live very near to us, and I wrote him already when he was um, five. Then we were world, world champion for the young horses. Mm-hmm. And then he was at Ingrid Klimke's place. Um, and they last year, no, yeah, now it's a little bit more ago, they ended up, and then he asked me again if I would ride him. And you said, yes, please, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a little <laughs> bit difficult because, uh, yeah, Ingrid is, my, is a good friend of me and how to manage it, because, but... They definitely have ended up, and so I said, yes, I will do it. Uh, it's a great horse. I loved him when I saw him the first time when he was three, and he's a great character. What 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 sort of character is he at home? Uh, a little bit like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he always wants to be pet-like and um, to be... Now I don't know the English word for that, but like petting him and... Um, yeah, he always wants to have our attention and like um, brushing him and feeding him. Yeah. <laughs> and he stays every day out in the paddock and he likes to roll in the mud. And he's yeah, a, he's a typical boy, huh? Yeah, a little, but he's really, really nice and really not not stallion-like. He's not. Um, oh, that's yeah, good. not too yeah. wild, not uh-huh. too. He's not paying too much attention to other horses, and yeah, that's so really. He has a good work ethic. Does he really concentrate when you? Yeah, yeah, not, Def- distra- not distracted by the girls no. in the stable. No, and even on the show or when he's coming into the arena, he's really focused on what he should do, and I think he loves it. Ah. Now you had a few horses by Rodiamant. Is that one of your favorite stallions, Rodiamant? <laughs> Yeah, and now Donahal as well. Donahal as well, of, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think Grodiamant sometimes could be can be a little bit late horses that need some time to develop and to um, yeah to grow. Yeah. But when they really finished with that, I love them because they really want to work and they yeah love their work and really give their best. Well, it sounds as if you've got a very full program and uh, a full schedule uh, with all, all your horses. But what what does Helen do for fun when now we we come to the, <laughs> we're coming to the holidays, Helen? Uh, do you get any time to just have fun and? Yeah, we take yeah? this time. Yeah, definitely. I think it's that's really important. I mean, we we should keep this um, love to horses and to riding, and I think that it's important to do sometimes something else. Yeah, we go um, every year in September after the Bundeschampionat. We go for holidays. Mm-hmm. 
always something different. Skiing in the winter? Yeah, sometimes. Now we haven't done it for a long time, but we would love to do it again. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah. coming to um, the holidays, obviously, Weihnachten, what, what does uh, Helen Langenhagenberg do for holiday? What do you and Sebastian do? Is it a typical family holiday time for you, food and drink and family? Christmas? Yes. Yeah, it is. Family is the most important at Christmas for us. And, um, yeah, we have a lot to do at Christmas because <laughs> my parents are divorced. And um, so we have even more to visit. Uh-huh. And then we on the 24th. We are yeah, at one place at the first celebrity day and another place and the second day at another place again. And so um, we have Sebastian's family and, yeah, my family and... Yeah, there's always a lot to visit. My grandma is still alive. She's now 96. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, yeah. so I try to visit her as often as possible because you never know how long she will stay here on Earth yeah. at that age. Yeah, that's wonderful. 96. <laughs> yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what is on your Christmas wish list. What What would you like Santa Claus to bring you this year, Helen? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, you don't I've need no, another horse. Now, come on. No, you don't need another horse. I, I'm really happy with the horses we have at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I cannot really answer this question. Uh-huh. I have no, no real clue. What about books? Or now, do you like technology? Do you like iPhone and apps and mm, no, computer? Not too much. No, not too much. No, not much. No. Okay, books. Books I love to read, yeah. You do? What do you like to read? Yeah. Um, books about the Middle Age. Okay. I really like, and sometimes a creamy. Yeah, everything. Not too stupid. Not this typical uh, woman books. Right. That not. But so like Middle Age or like creamies and, yeah, everything. It must be exciting and yeah right well i hope that you make your christmas wish list and that uh, santa claus brings you what you want this year helen I want yeah to- i'm happy if, if we are healthy and if it works good with the horses and we have a lucky family i think that's that's more we can wish and um yeah the wishes that i can buy i think I have more than I need, and so it's okay. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, Helen, I want to wish you and your family a very, very happy holiday, and I want to thank you so much for joining us, and the very best of luck next year. We hope that you make your dreams come true all of next year too. Thank you very, very much. It was a pleasure for me that I could be with you, and yeah, I wish you the same. Good Christmas time and the best for you. And as we approach this Olympic year, if there are any riders that you would like to hear from on the show that might have a chance of making their Olympic team, then please let me know. Just send me an email to chris at horseradionetwork.com. Well, as I said earlier in the show, I'm fast approaching my 400th episode of all the shows I do here on the Horse Radio Network. And I heard the other day from a friend of the Dressage Radio Show who had a message for us. Hi, this is Debbie McDonald from Sun Valley, Idaho. I would just like to thank Chris and Glenn for an amazing three years, and and, and what you've done for the sport is unbelievable. 
Who would have ever thought that Dressage Radio would have gone this far? And I am so happy to have been a little bit a part of it and um, just wish all the best and hope it continues for longer and longer and longer. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Debbie, and we will be getting Debbie back on the show, of course. I know how much you enjoy having her here to co-host, and so we'll catch up with Debbie in the new year. Well, I also had a post on the Dressage Radio Show fan page, and this one comes from Emily Wigley. She says, Congratulations, Chris. All 399 have been terrific, interesting, entertaining, and educating. May the next 400 be just as fun for you as they are for your listeners. Well, they certainly are a great deal of fun for me. Thank you, Emily, for your post, and thank you all for listening and making this show what it is today. We couldn't do it without your support. And if you've been a regular listener to the show over the past two holiday periods, then you may recall that we have an all-hosts holiday special here on the Horse Radio Network when all of the hosts from all of the shows get together and just have a bit of fun. And that episode will be aired on all of the shows between Christmas and New Year. So look out for that. I will be back, of course, uh, with more next week. I want to thank my guests this week, Helen Langen-Hannenberg, and our sponsors, Equestrian Collections. Don't forget to check out all the other shows here on the Horse Radio Network. And also, if you haven't tried it yet, you, you know there are several apps out there where you can download the podcast to and listen to the shows on the go. And one of my favorites is Instacast. That's in the iPhone App Store for sure. And I think it's available also on other smartphones. Instacast, that will automatically download the podcast that you subscribe to when you open the app. So that's one of my favorites. And you can also go to Hallway Feeds as well. They carry all our shows. Don't forget you can check out all our show notes over at dressageradio.com and please take a listen to the other shows here on the Horse Radio Network. Well, that's a wrap for me this week. I'm going to play you out to get you in the holiday mood with a song from our friend here at the Horse Radio Network, Templeton Thompson. I will be back, of course, at the same time, same place next week. So until then... Thank you all for listening. I'm wishing you a very Merry Christmas And hoping that you're warm and home and safe Surrounded by your herd Singing peace on earth And happy holidays Well, the snow is softly falling on the pasture And there's a holly wreath hanging on the barn Jingle bells are jingling, lights are all a twinkling. Christmas time is coming to the farm. Yeah, I'm wishing you a very merry Christmas and hoping that you're warm and home and safe. Surrounded by your herd, singing peace on earth and happy ye holidays. Too big for dreaming Ain't nothing like the feeling When number ones you love are gathering So I'm wishing you a very merry Christmas Hoping that you're warm and home and safe Surrounded by your herd 
singing peace on earth and happy yee holiday. 